hello and welcome to the new series of Teacher Talk with me, Phil Bourne and Charlie Yates. Yeah, hello. The new academic year has just started and with that we are starting the podcast up again. We are a podcast designed to look at issues in the wider uh, school community and to look at issues that are surrounding education. Uh, when we discuss these issues, we usually have a piece of reading to go alongside that. The reading can take many forms. It can be uh, an academic journal. It can be a chapter within a book. It can be a, uh, a blog. Uh, today, we're going to look at a Twitter feed. Now, once we've kind of read it, we then use this podcast to discuss you know, what we liked, what we didn't like, how it would influence our own kind of uh, school situation, and potentially what we may change about our own practice moving forwards. Now, we've got lots of interesting articles uh, coming up in the future and lots of different guests uh, lined up as well. We also would like to hear uh, some contributions from uh, other people. So if you're interested in uh, joining us, please drop us an email and I hope you like this podcast today. Thank you. So, Charlie, it's great to have you back on the on the pods. Oh, yeah. Getting the boys back together. Of course, of course. How has it been starting back? Yeah, it's been good. I think there's a lot of um, a lot of normality that's been brought back this year, and I'm really happy about it. So, for instance, getting my own classroom back, uh, moving around the school. Well, it was great, uh, great for the uh, footstep count. It wasn't necessarily great for maybe organisation. So, it could be good to be back in the classroom. How did you find your uh, classroom coming back into it? Because it's probably been a full year since you've, yeah. you've been in it properly. Well, I, I uncovered mess that I'd left two years ago, uh, but also there was a, I felt like a painter and decorator because all the displays have fallen down. I've had to redo them again, but still really, really positive to be back in my own room, having my own form there, things like that. That's, that's good. And uh, I suppose moving forward, we're going to be talking about, we haven't taught a lesson yet, but mm. uh, very soon we're going to have children back in the, or students back in the, in the, in the classroom. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what kind of triggered our, our conversation today because, um, I use probably I probably use Edge Twitter more than you do. Is, would that be? Yeah, the case? I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not really on on that. Okay, so I saw a really interesting thread um, on on Twitter, which was um, about how one teacher in particular starts off his lessons, and he's got like a 16 point uh, guide to you know, almost by second by second what he does every lesson to kind of get the atmosphere right and to start uh his lessons in the way that he wants to and i thought it'd be interesting if we go through those and probably lots of it we're, we're going to agree with mm. but it might be just interesting just to talk about you know uh why each each thing that he does why it's important and how it sets the tone for the for the lesson uh the the person in in question, and the the person on Edge of Twitter, his name is uh, Ben Newmark, and he is at Ben Newmark. So if you want to have a look at that, he's you know, he he tweets a lot. Uh, he's a history teacher. Um, really good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's uh, I think that's where we're going to head today. How does that sound? Yeah, no, fantastic. It'd be good as well because usually we come into these things pre-read, pre-arranged, yeah. pre-questioned. So it'd be good to do this uh, a bit more naturally, I suppose. And I guess it feeds on what we spoke about, you know, the all-staff briefing as well. Back to basics. Yeah. How do we start a lesson? How do we make sure this year is a year that starts off strongly? So, Phil, according to Ben Newmark, um, if I want to start my lesson off in the right way, what is the first step to making sure I'm successful and that I've got all the students ready for learning? Okay, so this is point one. So before lesson begins... You have a do now on boards or PowerPoint or visualizer or handwritten on the whiteboard. Doesn't matter what, as long as clear and appropriately pitched for hard thinking uh, or high success rate. Make sure everything you need 
for lesson is to hand. Okay, that sounds sounds, sounds reasonable. reasonable. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we'll probably just it will just be sixteen of us saying. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Sounds yeah, works good. Sounds <laughs> uh, right. So let, let, let's break that down a little bit. So firstly, um, having everything out ready to, to go. Why is that? Why is that important? I guess it's just a you know natural organisation, making sure there's less faff. I, I think that's something we'll gain this year. Yeah. Because there's less of students moving around, but you know you don't want to be in a position where lesson one. Students are sat down, ready to kind of get their books. You don't be handing them out, you know, five minutes into the lesson. You, yeah. you want them to be there. Um, and I suppose the, having something on the on the board to do again, it just it focuses them so that they're doing something opposed to chatting or doing well, something just, that they shouldn't be doing. It just sets it off in the right tone because if you think about, it, you know, the, the lesson should start the minute the students enter the room. Yeah, so exactly. as soon as they enter that room, it should be an atmosphere of learning. It should be an atmosphere of, you know we need to reach an outcome so yeah I, f- fully on board with that it, it's interesting that it differentiates between it's either should be something that's thinking hard or something that is got a high success rate yeah i wonder if that's to do with with outcome because i guess if it's thinking hard you don't really need a material outcome from that yeah. it can be some you know like a uh, from a history perspective a historical source on the board whereas if it is something where there needs to be an outcome, you want it to be something all students can access. I mean, the success, the success rate is all about, you know, it's that um, building confidence in the students and kind of, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that, 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 that's important. And I guess a uh, low stakes quiz. I mean, yeah, that, that is one of those. Well, you want them now. to be successful because as they feel more confident in that, you know, it's, it's about that kind of building up of, of the, you know, individuals. Yeah, that, I, I'd, I'd say one tick for Ben Newmark Great. there. <laughs> so let's go on to point number two. So uh, number two, stand on the threshold with one foot in the classroom and one in the corridor. Uh, so by turning your head, you can see both. Oh, yeah. okay. So you're, yeah. you're straddling the door and <laughs> yeah. you can see up the corridor and you can see into the classroom, which I think is, you know, that that's in our teaching and learning policy yeah, uh, within school. It's greeting at the door. And I think this is this is the other other kind of side of the coin of, Yes, we're not moving around, but the the students are. So you're gonna have you're not gonna have that kind of uniform. They're all here, ready to go. Actually, there's gonna be you know a transition time from them coming into the classroom. Yeah, and I guess as well, it, it separates. It's, it's almost like a physical separation yeah. of outside of the classroom and inside the classroom. Um, yeah, again, uh, I it's, guess there's less a, to say a, about it's, that. It's one, a good. Uh, it's a good position. It's a good position to be. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Great. So number number three, as children arrive. Tell them to stand behind chairs and get out exercise books and equipment and place on desks. Smile at them and greet. If anyone says something lovely like good morning or how are you, make sure you respond positively. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky, you'll yeah. get those comments. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. You probably don't want to be a, a, a grumpy person as they come in. You want to have that. Again, it's all about setting the tone. Yeah. I Standing behind the chairs, I don't do it. No, I, do, I, I, I just don't. get and I, I wonder because he says about having something on the board to do. Are they doing that whilst they're stood behind the chairs? Do you think? Or... No. Uh, and also, if you're standing on the threshold of the corridor and yeah. in the classroom, you know, student one that enters the room is going to be standing there for a long time. I, personally, I don't do that, and I don't really see yeah. a need to do it. No. Um, as you enter the class, you know what the routines are. You know, maybe for a first it, lesson, yeah, that's could right. Be, yeah. But every lesson, I think, is perhaps a bit overboard. That, 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 that could be a culture thing as well within the school, because I know of schools where, you know, even when a member of staff comes in, and that's a bit old school, but like standing up mm. as a member of staff comes in, I, I don't, that doesn't happen here. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's just, I think it's within the ethos of the school. Yeah, I just, I just think if you want to maximise 
the time you've got to learn and the yeah. time that you've got to do those do now things, I think it's just a little bit more appropriate to have. I mean, and, and the way our classrooms are as well, if you've got students standing in the in the way of another student getting to their seat, I, for me, it's just a little bit too much faff. Okay. I've just realized that the, some of the numbers are wrong because he's, he's labeled two as three, so potentially there's more than 16. Oh, these so listeners is, are in for a uh, treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep it going. So uh, the next number three is use some hammy be seen looking <laughs> to make sure children know you're checking. Don't be too fussed about quiet chat. The lesson has not begun yet, and you don't want to be unreasonable. Sorry, I, you're going to have to do that one again because I, I, I laughed. When you I sure? Yeah, okay. On, so it on. says, was it the word hammy? Hammy got me. Okay. Hammy got so me. So use some hammy being seen looking to make sure children know you're checking. Don't be too fussed about quiet chat. The lesson has not begun yet, and you don't want to be unreasonable. So that's the kind of like yeah. leaning your head over and sort of really kind of turn it around doing the over the top gestures to mm. kind of show that you're you, you, you're on it yeah I, I i like the point as well about the you know low level chatter too because i, I think if there's a do now activity i'm just kind of using them all in conjunction with each other you yeah. kind of sometimes want that conversation to take place I, and i think he, i don't think he's using the do now yet I, I think he wants more of them in. I don't think he. I think he wants because I think looking. I've just looked ahead. Yeah. He wants more of them in before they start doing the do now. Okay. Would you so... Would you have them going from that? You know, person number one on. If it's clearly identified on the board how to do the class, you know, how to do the work, should they yeah. just be doing it as soon as they come in? Yeah, because the way I like, especially with key stage three, I think it gets a bit different with exam classes. Uh, one of the first things I say to them is, there will always be something for you to do when you enter the classroom. Yeah. yeah. So I. You know, not a, this isn't me trying to be rude to anyone, but I, I often say to them, I don't want to speak to you for the first five minutes. Mm. I want you to come in, see what you've got to do, and get on with it. Um, what if I say hello? All right, fine. I'll say I'll say hello. Yeah. But if if they're lucky, I'll say hello okay. back. But yeah, I, I I just think there's well, let's 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 see let's see where he goes on. So step number four: when critical mass has arrived, approximately eighty percent, move into classroom and stand in centre. Tell them directly to stop talking and to look at you. Very scientific. Yeah, uh, 80% is, uh, is yeah. actually critical matter because you always have your stragglers at the end. Yeah. I mean, again, thinking about my practice, that is typically, again, what I do as well. You know, once the majority of class are in, I come in, address the class, remind if they haven't remembered that, that I want them to do this activity on the board. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that he's got it down to such an exact number as well. Yeah. I think that's, that's efficient. But I think it's important... It, because I suppose that for him is the transition of the lesson has now properly started. Because mm. he's saying, you know, let some things go at the beginning, but he has a point where it goes from that transition into the classroom into starting the actual lesson. I think it's fitting. And, and if you think about the times of the day as well, coming from break, coming from lunch, yeah, exactly. I think maybe that little buffer is, is necessary. Exactly. Okay. So the next one, he says, uh, front load means of participation. So what he means by this is when I say go, sit down. Write date and title uh, and begin the do now. You don't need to write in full sentences. If you don't know the answer, copy the question. And I'm just going to go on about the copying the question. He says, mm -hmm. copying the question, if don't know is very important, it means that you can work out the difference between don't know and can't be bothered. As copying the question takes longer than writing an answer. Mm -hmm. Also, it means when you do go through answers, notes are coherent. So there's quite a lot to unpack here. So firstly, he's saying that you have to give really clear instructions where you you are front-loading it so that they don't kind of go on the first thing that you, you say. Right, okay, yeah. So when I say this, you do that. Okay. Or when we do this, 
you then do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is important when giving instructions because yeah. it's you know the eager ones who kind of go off and don't don't listen to the full instru- full instruction. It just makes sure that they're listening the whole time. Yeah, it's uh, you've just maybe maybe not too too much on this thread, but you've reminded me of something that I read on Twitter actually that that spoke about um, you know the admin of doing the date and title and writing yeah. your books and and how much time that can take. That would be my only worry about that because if I'm doing that step by step right now that's you true. should have the title that's written true. down so I would worry about whether actually that's taking up too much time I can't get on with what I need mm. to get on with but maybe again for, for a first lesson of the year maybe that's appropriate that might become automatic yeah as you as you, as you go on um, and what was the the copying the question down yeah so that's kind of it's working out the you know the kid who hasn't engaged immediately it's working out well who are the ones who just can't be bothered yeah and are just are just not doing what they're meant to be doing so they need some kind of further action or if it's the ones who generally don't know because they can pull up that passive wall you know the whole shrug of the shoulders and go oh, i don't know but if you just say well if you don't know copy the question down I really and, like that. and then then at least you at least you're engaged in the, or at least you're doing something yeah and then and then if they you know if they don't copy the question down then you know it's, it's it's a different issue. I think that's a perfect thing for low stakes quizzes as well because yeah. you get so and for our I don't know what your, yours yours look like but for some of our answers it's a case of writing down A B or C. Yeah, uh, you're going to do that rather than write out the question exactly. if, if you if you've got the exactly. answer. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Uh, New marks won me over again. Right, Phil, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I'm going to read them to you now, and you're going to tell me your thoughts on this. Right, so uh, Ben Newmark goes on. He kind of creates a little bit of a role play here. Does anyone know what to do when I say go? Marcel, can you tell us what you're going to do when I say go? So that's kind of like the first part of this point. Um, I guess what that's saying is basically making sure the class are clear, using the student as a voice of the teacher to make sure that that student knows that they're... And it's it's the classic cold calling, isn't it? You're going to pick the student who is maybe uh, not listening and yep. just, just to make sure that's, that's clear. And then if they don't know, they either haven't understood the, the task or they haven't listened, so you need to you know, repeat your instructions. So then, Ben Newmark, three, two, one, go. Now start the timer. Show the time to create urgency. Yeah. Do you use timers in your classes? Uh, not religiously, hmm. but we've, we, we've got some good PowerPoint ones. But we, we do use them, and generally... Uh, probably something that I should use use more but I've got the clock that I refer to quite a lot and um yeah it makes me wonder whether because I I use the clock as well and it makes me wonder whether the students having that visual um countdown would actually help them because I I never use them maybe maybe that's something maybe that's something that I could I could bring in but now I'm thinking about lots of our doing that it's mainly the main task that I might not have a time on but our um recall questions definitely do have a time right so Potentially something that I, I could look into because it, it makes sense. Yeah. You're, you're right. And then it's kind of that digital versus using the, the you know, using a analog clock because that, you know, throws up a whole host of issues with can students actually use mm. those. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's something I may, may, may change. Sand timer, mate. That's yeah. Need, sand yeah. Timer. So point number eight, take Pastel's Perch, narrative positive. Super, half of you are already writing. Um, now three quarters. Then anonymous individual correction. Just waiting for four people, three, just one. For the last few, use the look. Okay. So I'm going to... Charlie, do you know what pastor's perch is? Oh, you're such a... No, I don't. Go on, Phil. Educate me. <laughs> I think it's from Teach Like a Champion. And it's... Um, 
it's kind of in the corner of the room where you've got the biggest kind of uh, visual um, where your kind of your eyesight can see the whole class. Right. So sometimes you know if um, if you walk to you know a table. You can only see really the two that are directly in mm. front of you, or you know, there's some in a, a very small uh, area. What he's saying is, stay away from that. Go to the corner of the classroom where you can see yeah. everyone. Scope is at the widest. Exactly. Yep. And, and then I think it's just about picking out. <clears throat> he's talking about you know trying to get that again. It's like that critical mass of people working. And once you know, my, you know, most of the time you've got everyone going. It's just those one or two, and from that position, you'll, you'll be able to see that. Yeah, fr- phrases I've used before that are kind of in a, a similar vein, I, I would say that something like, you know, right, 80% of the class are doing what I've asked them, fantastic. Yeah. Right, now I've got 90. Okay, the 10% still aren't really picking up at the minute. So, and again, you, you do see the, that, that working. Um, are you ready to go into to point number nine? I, I just, I think, just, just before, I think it's important that you don't engage in too much questioning before... The, as they start the, the the task, because if there are a number of questions, the likelihood is that you probably haven't explained the task correctly. Mm, so if yeah. you find that there's loads of hands up and you go to them straight away, well, the, you know if they don't understand, they're not. They're not gonna and then also done, the yeah. other people who maybe don't put their hand up normally probably are also going to be struggling. So I think having that moment of silence where you don't accept any questions to start off with is is, is important. Yeah, agreed. I like that. So point number nine, all settled. So at that point, you take the register, say good morning or afternoon to everybody. And if somebody says it back, you are delighted that they have said it back. Uh, Phil, how do you well, take your register? You would be delighted, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, if, you, if you're getting that back, you're doing something right, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's getting into the routine of taking the register as well, it's, which is yeah. an important part of the lesson. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a building relationships. I've got no no issues with this one. It's just it's just positivity, it's, yeah. positivity. Yeah. All the language is positive. Yeah. Uh, student ninety percent of students are doing what they want, uh, what they need to. I'm delighted that you said good afternoon, good morning back to me. Yeah. Um, number ten. Once the register is wrapped up, more be seen looking. Oh yeah. Circulate if you can and have a look at what success rates look like. Yeah, I suppose once some time has has lapsed and because the, the register is a classic where you're attention isn't fully on the class because you're you're focusing on the register so that is where potentially you know if something is going to happen it could happen there so to kind of restate <clears> that <throat> and get back out to know well actually yeah he he or she is on it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh he does uh, or she does uh call out when i'm not doing work yeah perfect um and again just just keep an eye on on, on progress as well to do yep. now so point 11 beep beep the timer is up. So this guy isn't using a sand timer. He's got a nice, it's nice digital, digital one. Digital. Yep. So front load MOP again. I'm going to write the answers up now. If you got it right, tick. If wrong, don't worry. This is a quiz, not a test. Just cross out and write the right one in. If you wrote nothing, write the answer under where you copied it. Again, it's pretty much a low stakes quiz, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, anything you do differently, or anything you would you would change with that? No, I probably. Uh, sometimes we have the, like, the, the answers preloaded, but then I also do like modeling on the on the visualizer, so I, I, I can take it either way really for for, for that. But it, it makes sense, and it, again, it brings on those those people who maybe did struggle with it and are just writing the the question down. At least they're you know they've they've now got something in the book got with, the outcome, with, yeah. with the correct answer on it. So you know the more correct answers the right, the more of a habit becomes. Perfect. Um, oh, sorry, I just clicked off the wrong thing here. Here we go. So, point number 13. I can't believe we've done 13 already. Oh, it's flying by. Yeah. Uh, check for understanding again. 
when I start putting answers up, what will you do? Pause, Danny, can you tell us, please? So again, I mean, yeah, this is just, just um, practicing well, the same skills. Well, now it's routine now. Yeah. It's, it's not really new stuff. It's And as soon as they, you know, as soon as they're used to that, that should happen instantaneously. And again, I, get, I guess this, when I was maybe a little bit critical at the start of the podcast, I guess that's the outcome overall as well. Yeah. Next lesson, they come with the expectations. The lesson after that, even more, you know, it's drilled in even more. Um, point 14. Go on. Go through answers. At the end of each one, ask class, did anyone get anything I didn't that you think I missed? Uh, missed stuff deliberately to raise ratio. Okay, so miss out some correct answers or okay. some uh, acceptable answers yeah. to get students. Again, it's a confidence thing. It's to see who's, you know, who's, uh, you know, on their game really in terms of the of the, of the knowledge. It's a nice little um, little trick to use. It's a it's a. It's not really a trick. Oh no, but it's 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 nice as well because it almost makes it seem like you're on the journey of that yeah. learning with the student. Yeah. We're all in this together. Um it, well it seems like he, he he's like a, a person of making a big deal out of you know those interactions with students, yes. Which which, which, are, which are good. Perfect. Uh point fifteen. Wow, we're we're almost done. I, I know, I can't believe we actually are we're pretty to, much there. Ready to stop lesson. Yeah. Um okay. As so this is in, in quotation marks. Uh, okay, hands up if you got at least one right. Well done. Keep up if you've got two, three, four, four marks. Super. Uh, again, positive language. Yeah. Again, not coming at it from a negative approach. Right, who got four out of five? Yeah. Every, is... every, starting from the bottom means everyone's involved. Exactly. And then also, say there are a couple who didn't get two out of five, you, you won't notice it in that kind of critical mass of, you know, of, of hands. So it, it may not be as, you know, go in, go, go in, go in the opposite direction, and you get a good idea of where you, where your class are at with the with the previous lesson or the or the things that you want them to know. Yeah, nice nice bit of AFL in there. While I, I think that's the nice thing about this. I mean, just as we're coming towards the end here, um, it's never just one or the other. He's he's considered the pedagogy behind it, and yeah. actually the positive relationship building that that a correct start to to the year can be. Yep. And then sixteen basically says, you know, front load MIP for the for the next task. Yeah. And I guess all that means is repeat the like, process you've started. Yeah, because you're going to be doing pretty much the same things throughout the lesson, uh, you know, minus the register and, and some of those other things. It, it's just, you know, rinse and repeat, really. So I guess what we can start thinking about now, is, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I think this this is a good, you it's know. It's comprehensive. Yeah, it, it works. It, it's things that we're probably all already doing. Yeah, there's nothing new there, really. But I think as, we, as we're going into a new year, it's maybe good to emphasise those bits because especially with i know we keep it's going to be a buzz phrase for, for a long time i feel like covid has disrupted the way we do things yeah, of course and i think even last year with not having classes in our own room we, we maybe didn't get the opportunity to yeah. really start things off on the right foot yeah yeah um so i think this is a good opportunity to actually readdress what, what do we want what do we want our relationships to be um and, and hopefully they become routine eventually yeah great So as we come towards the end of the podcast, having looked at Ben Newmark's Twitter thread, uh, Phil, I wondered if you could just summarise maybe in a few points what Ben Newmark is saying here about how we start our year in the best way possible. So I, I, I think he's really got three major themes running through all 16 of the points that he's uh, made in that thread. Uh, I think number one, you can clearly see that there's uh, routines that are repeated, you know, even in a very short uh, period of time. 
you know, the scene looking, the, um, the front loading the questions and all those things. And they just become habit and, and students just get used to those. I say that's the first thing. Yeah. Secondly, there's a lot of confidence building in the, in the students, making sure that they're able to um, answer the questions. And even if they can't answer the questions, having that environment where they feel safe to you know, share their, their, their responses. And then I think finally, it is the kind of the relationships that he's building with, uh, with his students with the kind of, um, you know, almost the over-the-top reactions to them being being positive. Yeah. But I think that, you know, that's going to that's gonna build those relationships uh, really quickly. I would say those are the three major, major things there. Yeah, it's, it's such a difference to when I was trained to be a teacher because I was always told that classic thing of don't smile before Christmas. Oh, yeah. And actually it's nice to read, because that's never my style, is it? No. It never has been. No. It's nice to read that actually someone else's advice is actually, no, you know, be as positive as you can, build up those relationships quick and um, yeah, build the confidence of your students. So that was our first episode of, I guess, what is now season two. Um, as Phil mentioned at the beginning, please do get in, t- uh, in touch if you're interested in you know, presenting, a podca- uh, presenting a podcast, presenting an article, uh, a post, you know, a Twitter thread. If, if you found something that, that works for you, come, come and chat with us. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening and we look forward to um, hearing from you later on. Cheers, guys. Bye.